solo mente. You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in, everybody, to a Thursday edition, which means it's a crossover edition of the Locked On Texas podcast. I'm your host, Jonathan Sports Guy Hickman, joined by none other than Cody Davis. Super excited for today's episode. We'll be joined by Joe Marino of the Locked On Bills podcast later in the show to have the crossover. We're going to talk about Bills, Texas, and what that means for Sunday. Cody Davis, what else do we have on today's agenda? Yes, sir. And before we jump into our crossover installment of Locked On Texans, John, listeners, I think we need an opportunity to go back and revisit the Houston Texans coaching hire. And I say that because with us going up against the Buffalo Bills on Sunday, that means on the opposite side of the sideline, Leslie Frazier is going to be over there. And remember, Frazier was one of two finalists that were who were being in consideration for to become the next head coach of the Houston Texans. Now, of course, as we all know, that job became David Culley's job. And the reason why I wanted to bring it up, because on yesterday during David Culley's media availability, he actually spoke on going through the interview process. And he considers Frazier a friend. He said that throughout the interview process, he never felt like he had the job because he was going up against Frazier. And, you know, he talked about it, made fun of Frazier, and, of course, he ultimately gets the job. But, John, when I go back and revisit this coaching hire, I want to ask the question whether or not the Texans made the right decision by hiring David Culley. And as I thought about this, I'm going to say yes. And I know that might shock a lot of people, but the only reason why I would say yes is because part of the reason why, from what I've been told, part of the reason why Leslie Frazier did not get the job is because the Texans did not allow Frazier to quote unquote hire his own staff 100% because that's what he wanted. Cully did have somewhat of a say so, but the Texans wanted their hand in it as well. And when I look at that, that leads me to believe that the defense that we are seeing right now, the revamp and the improved defense that we are seeing might not happen for this upcoming season. And I say that because, yes, Leslie Frazier is a defensive-minded coach, but that also means that there's a good there's a good opportunity that Lovey Smith would not be here. And if Lovey Smith isn't here, we most likely would not see the changes of Jacob Martin going from a linebacker to a defensive end. The same can be said for Whitney Merciless and just that front four in general. And, John, I'm just sitting here and I'm looking at, yes, Leslie Frazier might might have been the better head coach overall, but at the end of the day, when I take a look at this defense, when I take a look at the improvements that you and I – we just finished talking about this on yesterday. I think the Texans were better off, at least in that aspect, of hiring David Culley. I guess you can make the argument uh, whether or not if Frazier comes, if you get Lovey Smith, and ultimately what does Lovey Smith do differently than what, Le- uh, what uh, Le- Le- I'm sorry, Leslie Frazier would do. Um, 
I, I think it's unfair to have this conversation right now because we're only three games into the season. So whether or not Houston should have went with Frazier or stayed with Cully, I think that's a little bit unfair and premature right now. But hats off to Frazier. Got the got the defense over there playing in Buffalo. They got some great pieces up there. Uh, and they use they coach intensity. They coach turnover, and they use everything to the best of their ability. Well, every every coach tries to, but, you know, they really stretch out the talents of the players that they have on their roster defensively. I think Lovey – I'm sorry, not Lovey. I think David Cully is better fit for the situation that he's in with Davis Mills. And, and that's why I would give the nod to David Cully understanding that this is my first opportunity. Excuse me. This is my first opportunity. I'm walking into a situation where it ain't perfect. It ain't pretty. So something has to start changing. That's what I got Nick Casario for, but I got to make my mark. And right now my mark is working with Tim Kelly and getting Davis Mills ready for Sundays. And I think that's where he comes in where I, I like him for that other than Leslie Frazier because Leslie has been a head coach before. So his way about going, his his way about going about things, his way going about things may be different compared to a, a David Cully, where I'm also taking off the training wheels week by week. Okay, so maybe we can learn some things together. That's just my my two cents on that situation, but I do think it's way too early to even have that conversation. And, and, and I get where you're coming from, John. As you mentioned, Leslie Frazier was a head coach that was doing a three- or four-year stint. I can't remember how long, but I think it was more so of a four-year stint when he was the head coach of the Minnesota Vikings. And during that time, he had a record of 21-31-1. and one. They only had one winning season when they went 10-6 and six in 2012, and they lost in the first round to the Green Bay Packers. And, you know, I just thought it was just a fun conversation just to touch on because those two, according to David Cully, are good friends, and both of them was being in consideration for becoming the next head coach of the Houston Texans. And, by the way, it didn't matter if they went Leslie Frazier, David Cully, the Texans were still going to be in this situation today as a 16 and a half point underdog against the Buffalo Bills on Sunday. Yeah, me and Joe talk about that too. I'm like, hey, that, that's a fat underdog to be in because we are <laughs> going up against a team that's causing a lot of issues for younger quarterbacks. Hey, Texan fans, this is John Some Sports Guy Hickey. You guys know me. I'm here to tell you about an incredible app everyone who buys gas needs to know about that simply get upside. My listeners are making up to 25 cents for every gallon of gas. Every time they fill up, just download the free Get Upside app in the App Store or Google Play right now. Use promo code TOUCHDOWN for NFL or baseball for MLB and get a bonus 25 cents per gallon on your first fill up. That's up to 50 cent cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using Get Upside. Just download that app for free and use promo code TOUCHDOWN for NFL or baseball for MLB. Joe Marino of Locked On Bills joined now by one half of the Locked On Texans team, John Hickman, one of the hosts of that podcast, here to give us some perspective on Sunday's matchup from the Houston Texans side of things. And, John, I want to start with your overall perspective on the direction of the Houston Texans. It's a team in transition year one of a new GM and head coach, but kind of interesting how they went 
with a different approach here, bringing in a bunch of veteran uh, free agents on one-year deals, didn't have a ton of draft capital to work with. So what do you think of the plan in Houston and the overall direction of this team right now? Well, Nick Casario mentioned earlier, and we're not earlier, but later in the offseason, so a few weeks ago, how they basically are prioritizing evaluation over wins right now. So the feel that we got here in Houston was this is going to be a, you know, very much of a trial in every year. Some of the guys that they couldn't move on from with those contracts continue to see if they're worth bringing back for next year. And the guy that you brought in, are they going to be players that you can bring back for the future? Guys like Christian Kirksey, who I think is having a good season so far for uh, Houston. And uh, they're looking at players that they can just move on from and keep. I think this is a big year for Davis Mills. Unfortunately, the way he got the start was due to Tyrod Taylor's injury. But, you know, now that he's put into the shuffle of playing these games against the teams like the Buffalo Bills, how much can he succeed under this pressure, which is good for Houston, which is good for him. So they're looking at players that can just continue to bring back for the future. So let's let's move on to Davis Mills, the starting quarterback for Houston this week and a guy that only started 11 games at Stanford. And so when you think about it, this is really his 13th start since high school. And it comes on the road in Buffalo against a, a good Bills defense. And we heard uh, David Coley this week talk about how he wants to kind of open things up for Davis Mills against Buffalo. So what does that mean to you? What have you learned about Davis Mills uh, since he came to Houston and your just overall perception of him in this matchup on Sunday? Uh, well, for the matchup question specifically, uh, the Buffalo Bills have dominated these young rookies in the last, well, young players, quarterbacks in the last couple of games. And I don't see them stopping right now with Leslie Frazier. But for Mills, I, I think we know he has an arm, okay? And in the game against the Panthers, they designed a play where it was a one quick read. If that read wasn't there, go to your next read, which is when he found Anthony Miller in the back of the end zone for a touchdown. you got to let this guy use all, all the tools he can. He can, you know, throw some RPOs out there. They talk about how fast he is, how athletic he is. We don't give him credit for it. Open it up and then let him process it, everything, process everything, excuse me, and go from there. But he got some talent, uh, but don't hold him back. Give him everything he can handle right now. So when you look at, his weapons. Obviously, Brandon Cooks is the go-to guy for this offense, a really good football player. Um, tell us about Cooks, how they're using him, and then just some of the other weapons that Bills fans should be mindful of for this Houston offense on Sunday. They're using Cooks in many different ways, as a decoy at times, and as a the playmaker, the X-factor that he is. He's caught some big passes for Houston this year, uh, and he's doing a lot for this wide receiver group. I think right now he's third or fourth. He's top five in receiving yards right now. So his leadership has been felt um, on the field, in that locker room. Moving on, I think the tight end group, because Davis Mills will be at quarterback, I think Jordan Aikens and Farrell Brown combined will be a factor going into this game on Sunday against you guys. So let's shift gears to the defensive side of the football and a lot of new when it comes to this Houston defense, new defensive coordinator in Lovey Smith. What have you learned about this group so far in 2021? Uh, players are just in a more comfortable system with this 4-3 defense. Uh, I, I think that we're seeing improvements from a lot of guys. On yesterday's show, 
here for the Locked On Texans. We talked about how Vernon Hargrave has looked better this year in his zone defense. He's making plays. He's been put in a comfortable situation where he can actually do what's best for his skill set. And it's worked out for guys. I think Justin Reed is another guy, you know, at the safety position. He's going to benefit from having better play up front at the defensive line. They're doing wonders up there with a lot of younger guys, which is something Houston fans have been wanting to see the last couple of years. So um, the defense is better, their coach better, and the emphasis on turnovers, which is what Lovey Smith wants, we're starting to see early signs of them getting those as well. And I remember Lovey Smith back with those Rams defenses and how he kind of parlayed that into the chance with the uh, the Chicago Beer- Bears. And there was a time there where he was considered like the brightest defensive mind in football. And so I think he's a good stabilizing figure for a, a young Houston defense with some nice young players. I like Ross Blacklock. I really like Justin Reed, uh, Charles Amenihu. So uh, I'm anxious to see how they develop under Lovey Smith. John, the last thing I have for you today is we know the dynamics here. Houston comes into Buffalo 17-point underdogs. You mentioned earlier that David Culley is prioritizing evaluation over wins. So I don't want to necessarily back you into a corner and say, do you think Houston has a chance or what's the script for an upset? But just your general thoughts about this game and you know, is there a script that exists for an upset and and how does Houston keep this game close? It's kind of like uh, Dr. Strange going through his uh, progression of how many chances out of, what was it, 11 billion that Houston has an opportunity to win, and it was one. And uh, that's just if Josh Allen decides to wake up one day and he's cold. That's it. Uh, and I think Josh Allen, who David Cully praised this week, he's in a situation where he's just comfortable with that position with that offense. That's the only – That's I, you know, I think Houston loses this game by a couple of touchdowns, and that's because Leslie Frazier has that defense – had that defense given offenses with these young quarterbacks problems. And he's done it for a while in the NFL. I don't see it stopping now. With every increasing number of makes like Fiat, Kia, and models like Pacifica and XT5, it is now impossible to stock all of your parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidated questioning and wait while the counterman orders the parts on his computer, choosing only the brand his warehouse happens to carry? Come on, guys, we can do better than that. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at your home and in your pocket. One reason to repair and maintain your car is to save money that you can use for other important things like mortgage or food. Why would you choose to spend 30, 50 or even 100 percent more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or new car dealership? For example, the Delphi FG 1456 fuel pump assembly for a 2005 through 2010 Honda Odyssey cost 300 $53.99 at advance, a big chain store. But it only costs $216.79 at rockauto.com. Chain stores have a different price tiering for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. Rockauto.com prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. Rockauto.com always offers the lowest prices available rather than the changing prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do. RockAuto.com is for everybody and does not require a membership or account login. Go to RockAuto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their How Do You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. 
amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. We are back and better than ever here at the Locked On Podcast Network. So is NFL and college. Teams are ready to get back on their gridiron, and we have a couple of undefeated teams left, a couple of disappointed teams. But everything is happening right now where you can make some extra money at betonline.ag for all of your pro and college football action this season. They got a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests at betonline.ag. They continue to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. That's double your initial deposit just for signing up. Don't forget to use promo code NFL100. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Betting on the Houston Texans doesn't have to be a guessing game. If you listen to the new Locked On Best podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling, get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked On Best podcast brought to you by BetOnline.ag wherever you get podcasts. Welcome back in, Locked On Texans and Locked On Bills fans. John, some sports guy Hickman here, joined by Joe Marino of the Locked On Bills. Man, I want to hop right on into it. How important has it been for Sean McDermott to build that offense around Josh Allen? You know, I think it's critical, and I think that's the recipe for any quarterback developing in the NFL is having an organization that is committed to building the right scenario around you. And so anybody can watch Josh Allen play football and recognize that he's got great size and he's really athletic and he's got an amazing arm and can fit the football anywhere on the field. But it's what you do to set that quarterback up for success that's going to define their career. And the Bills have just done a really good job of getting veteran offensive linemen and veteran receivers and having continuity with the coaching staff and having Brian Dable there now in, in his fourth season as the offensive coordinator and Ken Dorsey as a quarterback's coach. It's been it's been consistency around Josh Allen and a very firm commitment to having the right stuff around him so that he can be the best version of himself. And so, yes, Josh Allen is in a great situation to maximize his playmaking potential, but it's a really good blueprint for other teams to adopt so that way they can have success with their talented young quarterbacks as well. Too many times we see these guys come into situations where it's just not going to work. They don't have the offensive line. They don't have the weapons. You have a coaching staff that's on their last leg, and they think if they can get a young quarterback to play reasonably well, they can buy another year uh, you know, on the job. And so quarterback success has a lot to do with the quarterback, but it has a lot to do with the organization and what they do to set up that player for success. And I think the Bills have done a, a model job of setting their quarterback up for success and they're reaping the benefits of that right now. When transition over to the defense, how much has the defense really benefited from playing these young quarterbacks in the last couple of weeks and now going into Sunday's game, playing another rookie who, who is thrown into the fire right now how much have they benefited from all of this? I'm not calling it luck, but some, some people may think it's, you guys benefited from that. There's no question about it. Yeah, the Bills defense is playing really, really well, but they did face Tua Tungavailoa, who got injured two series into the game, and Jacoby Brissett comes in. Then they had, uh, you know, obviously Taylor Heineke last week. Ben Roethlisberger is a shell of himself. So the Bills have absolutely benefited from playing uh, young quarterbacks, and let's face it, a washed-up quarterback in Ben Roethlisberger. But 
what's important here is you have a defense that's been coached by the same guy since 2017. And most of the unit has been in place since 2017. And they were able to kind of get the defensive line rotation sorted out. And you're seeing this, this defense play at a high level, but they've been playing at a high level in 2018. They were number two in the NFL in total defense, 2019. They were number three in total defense last year. They were 14th. And I would argue that injuries at linebacker, cornerback, and not just having the right defensive line rotation put together contributed to that in addition to playing from a different vantage point. You know, the Bills offense really took that big step forward last year, and that's a different spot for a defense to play from where that other team that you're going up against has a lot more urgency to score points. And, you know, you're playing with the lead defensively a whole lot more than you have in the past. And so they adapted to that last year, and now they're kind of back on track in 2021, based on the way they played in 2018 and 2019. So I think there's a lot of things that can be true here. One of them is that the Bills have benefited defensively from playing, you know, underwhelming quarterbacks, but we have a very large sample size of good defensive play for the Buffalo Bills with this personnel, with Leslie Frazier and Sean McDermott engineering the defense. And so I think it's really good that they've been able to build some confidence and uh, another opportunity this week uh, against an offense that's really limited with its its personnel and a young quarterback, and that should be good for them entering a tough stretch here after the Houston game where they face the Kansas City Chiefs on the road and then the Tennessee Titans on the road. So one more, I guess, game of confidence, and then the big tests are coming here in, in week five and week six. You know, as a Patriot fan at heart, I, I, I love the Texans here in Houston, but I'm a Patriot fan at, at heart. I think it's great that the, the Buffalo Bills are finally getting their opportunity to have a run, right? We know the Patriots, we had it for a long time, 20 years, won six Super Bowls. We know the story. The Jets had a mini run with two back-to-back AFC title games, and then Miami had a couple of good years here and there after having their abysmal type of seasons. But the Bills just never always seemed to be – that bad, but that good at times. I'm happy you guys are having a run. I want to talk about Cole Beasley real quick, the X factor, how important it is for you guys to have him on the field. Because when he's on the field, he gives teams problems. He's a little pesky receiver where he can find those holes, catch, and then make a play. Yeah, he's a critical piece of this football team. And, you know, he was a an all-pro last year as a slot receiver, led the league in receiving yards from the slot by a lot. And, you know, he's right on track again this year. And I think when you consider Josh Allen and the type of quarterback that he is, which is very much um, willing to play off script and throw the ball down the field and, you know, play outside of the scheme a lot, right? Having a guy like Cole Beasley to keep him on schedule and when the Bills need just rhythm and timing type plays, knowing that you have Cole Beasley in the slot, you're going to run a choice route. He's going to get open. Josh is going to throw him the football, and you're going to have consistent production. And I think it's a critical piece of this offense, given the style uh, of, of offense that Josh Allen likes to play and you know schematically what the Bills do with putting three, four, five receivers on the field nearly every single play. So he is a stabilizing player. He's consistent. You know, It's third in Beasley, and he's very important for just kind of keeping Josh Allen on schedule and in rhythm, I, I, you know, Josh didn't have the best start to the season at weeks one and two. Obviously, he was exceptional against Washington, won 
the uh, AFC Offensive Player of the Week award for you know five touchdowns, 358 yards passing, all that stuff. But it was a game going into it where I told people, I said, this is going to be a Cole Beasley game because Josh needed to find that rhythm. And lo and behold, he sets a career high with 11 receptions last week on 13 targets. So he's an important piece of this offense, and he means a lot to Josh Allen and the success of the team. Absolutely. Joe, let's go ahead and give these predictions for Sunday's matchup. Score, maybe a couple of stat lines. How do you feel like the game is going to look when the clock hits zero? Well, I mean, I, I'll i tell you this. Um, I respect every single NFL team. I think any team is capable of beating any other team on any given Sunday. I really believe that. I'm not just saying that. I believe respecting your opponents is, is an important thing. But this is a tough situation for Houston. Going on the road against a, a quarterback that's hot, against a defense that's hot, uh, against a team that was in the AFC Championship game last year that has aspirations to go even further this year. And you're talking about a, a quarterback in Davis Mills that is starting his 13th game since high school and, and a, a, you know, a young coaching staff in terms of being together. I know there's some veteran coaches, but they haven't coached together. There's, there's a lot of pieces here that, that haven't played together. And so for th- this to all come together for Houston in week four on the road in Buffalo is just not something I see happening. So I think the Bills will handle their business in this game. Um, You have some concern about Kansas City being the next opponent and the Bills kind of looking ahead a little bit. Um, Coach McDermott came out on Thursday and said, if you don't take your opponent seriously, they're going to kick your ass. So I think the messaging and leadership is on point in Buffalo right now. Uh, But I do think that the Bills handle their business. I think that they probably score you know, somewhere in the mid thirties, push for 40 points. And, and, you know, we'll see if Houston can, can challenge for 20 points or so I'm expecting 35 to 14 type game. Hmm. Well, Joe, I gotta be honest with the listeners down here. I mentioned earlier, I see this game getting to a place where Houston loses by two touchdowns. I'm going to go with 28, 13. I think, um, I think you guys cause problems for Davis Mills. I think he has a better game stat-wise. I can see him being in the 250, maybe two touchdowns, but one touchdown, one interception type of game. And may use his legs. We may pick up some, some yards on his legs because the run game here has been abysmal as of late. So they may look to get him out on the edge and help with that. But I think Buffalo is too much right now. Josh Allen, uh, Stephon Beasley. Just mentioned they clicking. The defense is nice. I can see this year, 28-13, and, yeah, I think that's about it. Uh, you know, but I think we show promise, though. I think we show promise. Yeah, I think it's, it's a good perspective to have, that it is about evaluation. This is not going to get fixed overnight. You have to identify who those building blocks are for your team moving forward, and obviously the draft capital is coming back eventually. You'll – you get through all those trades that were made. You got cap space and those types of things. And now it's up to this uh, this new regime to invest it responsibly and get the right pieces in place and, you know, eventually make some noise in the AFC South, which looks like that's a division that's, you know, kind of up for grabs when you look at it, projecting it two, three, four years down the road. You are Locked On Texans, your daily podcast on the Houston Texans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network.
your team every day.